Hi, this is James Devine, and I am an educator who has come out of the trenches. Listen in as my friend and colleague Dana Goodyear shares stories and tips from other educators who have come out of the trenches. Welcome to the Out of the Trenches podcast. This is Dana Goodyear. Thanks for listening. My next guest is Baruti Capelli. He is a highly regarded urban educator from New Jersey who has been in education for over 20 years. Principal Peruti Cavelli distinguished himself as a master teacher and transformational school leader. As an elementary school teacher, he was a New Jersey State Teacher of the Year finalist and recipient of the New Jersey Education Association Award of Excellence. As a middle and high school principal, Principal Cavelli led turnaround of four different New Jersey urban schools. One of the most sought after school leadership and classroom equity presenters in America, Principal Caffelli is impacting America's schools. He has delivered over, over 2,000 conference and program keynotes and professional development workshops. Principal Caffelli is a leading authority for providing effective classroom and school leadership strategies toward closing what he coined the attitude gap. He has authored 12 books, including seven ASCD bestsellers. Some of his books are Motivating Black Males to Achieve in School and in Life, Closing the Attitude Gap, Is My School a Better School Because I Lead It, The Teacher 50, The Principal 50, The Assistant Principal 50, and his newest release, The Equity and Social Justice Education 50. Principal Caffelli is also the creator and host of a popular virtual assistant principal leadership academy, streamed live every Saturday morning on his virtual AP Leadership Academy YouTube channel, and other social media platforms at 10.55 Eastern. Well, welcome to the podcast, Principal Caffelli. Good to be here. Thank you. Well, tell me about a time when you were in the trenches and managed to crawl out. Yeah, um, you know, I've, I've got a few, but the the one that really stands out for me and the one that I haven't talked about as much as I need to, and I'm not going to get so deep into it because it's, it's lengthy, but um, being uh, at odds with a superintendent, Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my superintendents um, that I kind of inherited, we just didn't see the world the same way. And my my career was was on a, a upward trajectory until then. Mm-hmm. And make a very long story short, because we clashed and because I stood my ground and he stood his ground, I was up for um, termination. I was suspended because we clashed i was uh, i had a termination hearing coming that following week and um the I, I happened to have a new book out and i was on a popular radio station in new york city and which is the, the media for new jersey and it was a, a talk show and because the parents got through to express their outrage of what was happening to me uh it became a bigger news story so the so so it was it, the news covered it for about a week and then my hearing came and I was um, I was I was told to report to work the next day. Uh, mm-hmm. The the board voted unanimously that I had done nothing wrong mm-hmm. at all. You know, just just stood man to man, toe to toe with with my with my boss. So five years later. I received the Milken Award mm-hmm. and that's one of the highest awards that you can receive as an educator. And that was that's it's, it's an example of of sta- standing firm on what you believe, despite whatever the consequences may be, and then being rewarded for it 
later on when you don't even realize the reward is coming. Just continuing to do the work according to how you believe it should be done relative to the people that you're leading. And, and hence, here came this great award, this great recognition, this great acknowledgement for my work when that compared to when that situation occurred. It was the lowest point of my career and probably of my personal life. But uh, be, because because it was so overwhelming and everybody knew about it because I was yeah. the headline story. But I overcame it. And here I stand today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember you mentioning um, that a few times um, on your show. But, yeah. you know, just going through those situations where, you know, you do have a supervisor and doesn't see eye to eye with you. And right. you stood your ground. Right. And this uh, you have that support of the community because they knew you were a great principal of that school. That's right. Yeah. So um, I talked a little bit in the bio about your AP Leadership Academy, and I've been following it ever since you started it. And as far as I remember, it was originally it was only supposed to run for 10 episodes. So you do it every week consistently, every week. even if you were traveling and had yeah. a keynote, you schedule around uh, your academy time. Uh, now it's gone for 127 weeks. So what keeps you going? Yeah, it's um, it's it's amazing that something that I started just the last four summer mm -hmm. has now consumed a lot of my life because the planning, you know, it probably mm -hmm. looks yeah. very easy on Saturday morning. But the fact of the matter is a week's worth of planning goes into something that I don't get compensated for. Mm -hmm. But the biggest joy of my week and my work professionally is the Saturday Academy, the virtual AP Leadership Academy. And, and, and the reason is very simple. Everywhere else that I speak, um, folks, if it's a conference, then and I happen to be the keynoter, mm -hmm. then folks are just going to gravitate to the general session regardless of who's speaking. If I'm in a school district, then the folks are forced to hear me. But Saturday morning, this that's a conscious decision that everybody makes that comes on or watches the video live, which is where most of the views come from, the people who watch throughout the week and so forth. But those are people who made a decision that I want to listen to this content being delivered by Principal Kefele. And for that reason, that's the fuel that keeps me fired up to want to continue to do it, continue to do it, to say to clients, I will not speak at your conference if if it if it interferes with my academy, mm -hmm. because quite frankly, my academy is more important to me mm -hmm. than your conference and the compensation that you will give me. Mm -hmm. So that's because and, and the reason is because of I, I know it's benefiting people. Because if it wasn't, they wouldn't tune in. They wouldn't watch the videos, but because people tune in live, because people watch the video live and because of my agenda, my objective right. for it, which is the the assistant principalship to make sure that that position is relevant, that that, that, that that's not a position that folks are just disciplining kids all day or supervising cafeterias, but they're doing substantive work as it relates to instructional leadership. That's mm -hmm. what keeps me fired up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I I have seen like a pattern in who you decide to interview. So most recently, you've been talking to first year principals and kind of that transition from the AP role to principals. So yeah. um, how far out do you make plans for guests? And uh, are you now kind of going off of a theme on who to interview? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm trying to read the audience and bring in people who can speak to topics that my audience would, would want to hear. Like the one I just did this past Saturday 
the numbers are, are incredible in terms of where we today is Wednesday and mm -hmm. just so many people are watching this navigating assistant principal leadership, frustration, discouragement and disappointment. I, I didn't know that that was going to go over so big because it's a negative topic, yeah. but everybody's watching it. And and mm -hmm. like I said, on Saturday, I've, I've got 90 items and I only covered 17 of them. So I'm mm -hmm. going to have to do this over the course of of three or four uh, uh, subsequent sessions. But in terms of who I bring on, you know, I'm just, I'm looking at the audience, I'm here, I'm reading the comments. So, and I'm, I'm trying to keep it as diverse as I can, but I also know who, who's predominantly watching in terms of who shows up on the thread. I don't know who's watching, it doesn't make themselves known, but we're trying to, you know, I wanna make sure that I've got just diversity in terms of who's there, because I know I got diversity in terms of who's watching. So um, we got a good lineup of people. I'm, I'm, we're, 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 off, we're actually booked until next summer. Um, a lot of people reach out to me and they want to get on, and I say, yeah, well, you're gonna have to wait till like June or July, and <laughs> uh, because this, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm booked, you <laughs> know, which is a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, and I've had some of your uh, previous guests on. Either I've known them uh, from mastermind groups I've been in, or I've got an idea to interview some guests after hearing them on your academy. So it's reciprocal, and I really enjoy the conversation, whether it's just you just speaking or you having that conversation and asking your rapid-fire questions. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind just kind of giving uh, the audience a sense for a few of your rapid-fire questions and why that's important to you, uh, to to get those answers from the guests. Yeah, you know, it's it's and and I and I I don't think I've ever really told anybody mm -hmm. why I do it, but, mm -hmm. but the why is I want to see how authentic you are with these mm -hmm. particular questions, and and if you've got to give it a lot of thought, then chances are that question is really not you. It's it's mm -hmm. it's not something that you've embraced. So, you know, you know, so when I ask you if if uh, if if true equity can occur mm -hmm. in American schools, if you've got to think about that, then you're not really thinking about that. Right. It's, it's it, you know, if, if this is something that's dear to you, then you've got that answer. Yeah. You know, if I ask you what you're reading, you know, a lot of like I, I'm, I'm always, you know, kind of semi uncomfortable asking that question live because the person may not be reading anything. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and these sessions are not designed to catch people or to put them on the spot. Mm -hmm. But then I said, as an educator, we got to be reading something. It doesn't have to be a book. You know, it could be an article. You know, mm -hmm. it could, could be a blog, a, a, a hundred word blog, you know, reading something. And if and if you sit, you know, I haven't had anybody yet to say nothing. But if, if someone is, is a guest and you call yourself a leader and you're reading nothing, then that means you you got to you got to go to the mirror. And ask yourself, you know, what, what's what's happening in my life that I'm that I'm that I'm I'm leading, 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 but I'm not reading anything toward growing, growing, growing. Yes, definitely. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. Definitely. <laughs> Like you said, it could just be an article, uh, educational leadership from ASCD always has great articles, uh, just books out there uh, that are coming out. And that's what that's kind of my next question. So I mentioned your last two books were published uh, in 2021 and 2020, respectively, The Assistant Principal 50 and Equity and Social Justice 50. On your show, you've been talking about um, 
being on contract with ACD to write some more books. And yeah. you've mentioned recently that you just finished a manuscript of one of those books. So talk a little bit about what you can share so far. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I do a little motivational slash commentary on the Saturday Academy before mm -hmm. we started. And for about 30 weeks, everyone was every one of those commentaries was prefaced with the word uh, protecting. So protecting your truth, protecting your uh, leadership identity, protecting your happiness, your joy, your, your integrity and so on and so forth. So I got to thinking that that's pretty important. And I said, what else can a leader protect as it relates to their leadership? And I generated a list of about 125 different things. So I consolidated it down to 105. Okay. And I thought I was going and, and, and I thought I was going to do 100 and do two books, 50, 50, because all my books end with the number 50. But as I was writing the first uh, volume, protecting your assistant principal leadership uh, effectiveness, I said, man, I can't do this in 50, uh, 50 questions because I'm, I've, I've far exceeded my goal of 25,000 words because mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I keep my books short. So I, so I decided to do 35 and we'll go 35, 35, 35 for 105. And it's, you know, this whole idea of protecting is something that I don't think that we talk a lot about. We talk about growth and development. But we don't talk about protecting it once you've got it. You know, we may even use the word sustaining it, but I'm not making sustain, uh, sustaining synonymous with protecting. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying here with protecting, you got to guard it like like you've 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 attained it. Now you got to guard it. You got to shield it. You got to protect it and, 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 and not allow something or someone to take it from you or to break it down or whatever the case may be. So it's a different kind of communication in under the umbrella of leadership. And I, I was talking to the publisher about it yesterday, as a matter of fact, and, and uh, you know, they're pretty excited about the prospects for this, this idea, this book. So I'm looking forward, it'll be out in May of 2023. Okay, great, yeah, we're really excited. To, to get that and i know there'll be a bunch of pre-orders for that yeah, when it comes out yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you've been speaking for a while i think it's uh now about 15 16 years since you left the principalship correct 11, 11 years since 11. i left and speaking for about 36 years but 11 years as this independent sole source of of income um speaker uh left in 2011 my principalship mm-hmm so what gets you fired up and what's your favorite thing about being in front of a room full of school leaders or teachers, educators in general? Yeah, you know, the fired up part is just a continuation of the work as a teacher mm -hmm. and a principal, having the ability to teach and inspire. Mm -hmm. um, that's, you know, that that's my lane. That's my thing. That's mm -hmm. what I enjoy doing. Um, where it gets dicey, is when I'm when I'm dealing with uncomfortable topics. You know, if I'm dealing with a topic that everybody can embrace, you know, leadership in the very generic sense, there's no issue there. But if I'm dealing with equity, for example, and I'm and I'm in a space where everybody can't embrace equity, mm -hmm. then I, 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 you lose some of that 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 enjoyment with doing it because now it, it is work. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's it, that that same just that same enjoyment and satisfaction is just not there because it's almost as if you're an attention filled room, you're in enemy territory, so to speak. 
and you're you're competing. What I love and what keeps me fired up is when I can go in and I can teach, that I can go in and I can inspire. Mm-hmm. But, but when I got to lock horns, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not going to say I don't get any benefit out of locking horns. That's that, you know, you, you grow from that too. That's a, that's a good thing, but it's when it gets to the point when it becomes um, disrespectful, mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, then I got to find that fire somewhere else. You know, you've talked a lot about kind of seeing that, right. When you're yeah. going in front of a, you know, a school district uh, and you're talking about some of those cases, cases, some of those, uh, to do with race and equity and you can kind of tell the vibe of the audience you, you know you know folks yeah. are liable to say anything in some of those places you know so you mm-hmm. just have to you got to kind of be ready for it anticipate it and then you know you deal with it while maintaining your professionalism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what are your most notable sayings on your saturday show it's on my <laughs> and sometimes you have to tone that down um, if you're in a yeah, hotel room. Yeah. And, you know, you moved from speaking in front of large audiences to speaking in front of the computer uh, yeah. during the pandemic. And so that's what you do on those Saturday shows. You're just speaking to the computer. Yeah. Um, so what ignites that passion to be able to be on fire in front of the computer screen? And how do you, you take that passion from the stage to the, the, the webcam? Yeah, it's, um, you know, you know, I, I tell folks, especially when I'm talking to my speaker colleagues, there's something about being able to see the comments while you're speaking. See, when you're on Zoom, depending on if it's in webinar setting or, you know, virtual setting, whatever it is, you may not be able to see the comments. So mm-hmm. I could be speaking to some large audience of folks, you know, because now, you know, with Zoom, you can speak to thousands of people. And but I don't know, I don't know how I'm being received. So I can't elevate the passion, the fire, the excitement, the enthusiasm, because I don't know, I don't know where I am. I'm just sitting here literally at in this space and just talking. But on a Saturday, I can see the comments, I can see the emojis. Um, when I'm on Zoom and it's not in that webinar mode, I can see their comments. So if they're saying to me, preach, if they're saying to me, amen, if they're saying to me, I'm feeling you, you know, those types of mm-hmm. just affirmation, then I know I can go higher. Mm-hmm. You know, I can get louder. You know, I can bring that energy. I can bring that fire and still bring good content at the same time. But being able to be my authentic self as a speaker. But if I can't see that or hear that or or sense that, then it's it's almost like I'm just going to stay kind of right here and do a whole presentation. And then someone will write me later and say, what was wrong? You know, like they, they, <laughs> they expect something different. Right. Like, yeah. Nothing was wrong. I just I didn't have the feedback. So so when, mm-hmm. so when I'm when I'm with a, with a live audience. Speakers and, and perhaps you know this. Um, we look for the amen corner. We mm-hmm, literally mm-hmm. seek it out. Like like, where is it in this room? I know it's somewhere. And then when you find it, they you, you got two audiences in the room. You got mm-hmm. you got your broader audience, but then you got that amen corner audience, and you find yourself speaking to them a lot, right? Because they're giving because they're giving you the head nod. They're giving you the approval. They're saying, yeah, you're there. So then you're able to keep continue to increase 
um, and, 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 and expand that energy and that passion because you got them people rocking with you the whole way. So, and so when you've got, when you're, when you're in those spaces and I'm talking about the live audience now, and you've got those, those, that variety of amen corners in the room, mm -hmm. or maybe mm -hmm. that whole audience has decided we all want to make you aware that we are riding with you. Now, mm -hmm. now, you know, they're yours. Yeah. So you, you can go wherever. So, so it's, you know, it's reading the room. It's, it's doing the audience analysis and knowing where you are. And, and, and that audience will tell you, you know, what you can do, what the parameters are, et cetera. Um, if one is skilled in reading a room, some, some rooms I just lay back. Some rooms I'll use a podium because I'm not a podium guy, but some rooms I say, okay, no need to wander the room. No need to, to, to walk, uh, walk across the stage. Just stay right here at this podium and speak to the folks this way because this is this is how they want to receive it I, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. that. and then you get the standing ovation and you say oh i was right they that's they they all they needed was for me to just keep it real real plain and simple just stay here at this podium and talk to them just like this with good content and they receive it the same way as if you did one of them hype presentations with all that you know all that flair and pizzazz and you get the same response Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I sometimes it, when you've been traveling during the week and you have your Saturday show, you know, you always give your information to the audience that you've spoken to in person, but you'll tell them, you know, this might be a little bit different than how you saw me on the yeah, stage. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Cause they, yeah. Cause I could have been at one of them places where I was just standing at the podium for two hours. And then I come on here with a Negro Leagues baseball jersey and I'm on fire. Right. So they, they're like, whoa, that's not the dude I just saw yesterday. <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> that's something a little bit different, you know. So I want them to know, right, you know, from the top that uh this is this is different because I'm home. You know, mm -hmm. this, this this is this is my platform now. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast today. Out of everything we've talked about and um, if there's something you'd like uh, listeners to know that we haven't discussed, um, what would you like them to hear about? Um, you know, just just you know, whatever whatever it is that you're you're, you're pursuing in life, mm -hmm. give it just give it maximum effort. You know, ma yeah. maintain a work life balance for sure. You know, self care yeah. is important, but the competition's out there working, right? Mm -hmm. if, you're, if if you're not putting forth that effort into whatever your craft is or, or this craft you're creating for yourself, do know the competition is out there doing that, which you should be doing for yourself. <laughs> so I would just say, you know, whatever it is, you know, I, you know, I, this is all I've wanted to do. I say, I say to people all the time, there's a million things I probably could do, but there's only thing, one thing that I want to do. And I'm walking in it every day right now, as I speak, this <laughs> is, this, this is my lane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah and I know you talk about that in some of those um, AP interview yeah. videos that you do, right? Like just those things that not everybody thinks about when they go into interviews and like the competition is doing that. So right. Right. <laughs> well, where can people connect with you and find you online? Yeah, just go to principalcafele.com, principalcafele.com and on the homepage You'll see all my social media platforms. I, I don't have Instagram and LinkedIn on the website because I'm just really getting into those. But um, mm -hmm. and I'm only on them sporadically, but Facebook and Twitter. Um, those are where I spend YouTube. Those are where I spend my virtual time. So just um, go to principalcafele.com and 
you'll see all that there. But LinkedIn is at Principal Cafele and uh, Instagram is at Principal Cafele, although the username is Million Mile Man. That's one of my hashtags. It <laughs> speaks to the fact that I've flown over a million miles over the past 11 years. So um, I'm the Million Mile Man. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the Out of the Trenches podcast today. It was a pleasure having you on. Pleasure being here. I thank you for the opportunity. My book, Out of the Trenches, Stories of Resilient Educators, has now been published. Get it now at amzn.to slash 3b7-2z. Again, amzn.to slash 3b7hx2z. Check out the show notes on danagoodier.com to learn more about this guest and links to their social media. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you download this podcast. Tell your friends and colleagues about it. And if this episode resonates, especially with you, be sure to share it out on social media and tag me at Out of Trenches PC. Thank you.